0: Welcome to Bachelor Theory. My name is Julia Delois, and I am coming to you post episode four, where I am—you guys will never, never guess—mad. I'm mad. You guys know I'm always mad. Um, I, I hope that that's why you're here. Actually, I hope that you're not coming to me hoping for you know happy, positive, uh, uplifting takes about the bachelorette, and then and then I'm just yelling a lot. I, I hope that you're here. Because I'm the friend that you like to talk shit with. I, yeah, I hope you're here because you too like to talk shit. And that's that's what we're doing together. That's what the Bachelor Theory podcast is all about. And for me, that's what the Bachelor franchise is all about. It's sort of synonymous with being a little bit mad. And that's okay. Sometimes it's fun to be mad. I, I'm watching the show. I'm like feeling irritated and grumpy and frustrated and incredulous and, and as mad as I am in that moment, I also know it's like, this is what it's all about. This is why I keep coming back for more. Um, well, maybe it's not. Maybe that has to do with uh, I need therapy. But this is my therapy, in a way. Um, I am feeling a little bit at odds with Bachelor Nation right now, you guys. I don't identify with the takes that uh, we're excited about Katie this week. So let's go back to where we left them. Now, we were right in the middle of the Thomas drama, which, of course, you remember. Uh, this was during episode three. He revealed that he had thought of being The Bachelor before. Of course, that sentiment has gotten twisted a bunch of different ways, um, and the guys are are mad at him. That's where we're sort of entering the episode. Um, and to start with, I mean, some some overarching things. I gotta say, like, Katie, you guys, I'm still on her side. Don't get me wrong. I still like Katie, and especially in the world of The Bachelorette, I like Katie. You know, she is one of, I think she's the first that I've seen in my, again, I, I've been around for Four years, so I'm still a I'm still a bachelor franchise toddler, you know. Um, but I think she's the first bachelorette that I've seen that really feels like a real person to me. And yet, I've been frustrated with her. I've been frustrated with her this episode particularly. And I think that look, and this is fine. We don't have to have baggage about this. I think she's just like more. Hmm boring than, than I, I would have expected, but that's okay, that's fine, you know, um, okay, so we come in, the Thomas drama has been a cliffhanger, what's the first, okay, so we get this group date, the group date, man, you guys, they are really, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel for these dates, right, the guys have to eat something, and it's not, worms, uh, or centipedes or anything gross like it sometimes is in the past, those fear factor type dates. It's, oh my God, it's carbs. Oh, it's Twinkies. Jesus Christ. I, I hated this. This was instance number one of being mad. So just God demonizing carbs and acting like that's like a funny, who the frick cares? Who the frick cares? Um, and then, of course, uh, the the waxing. God, what do you guys think of the waxing? Me? I don't need it. I don't need it. Uh, those dates, yeah, I think it's just waxing goes into the bucket with, like, you know, the sex date and the, oh, of course, you know, this one, we get the talking dirty into the big ear or, or sweet nothings, not even talking dirty. God, um... Uh And I just think like, I don't know, some of these dates, I just don't think that they're good uh, indicators of whether or not you would be a good partner. And they could even like make somebody uncomfortable. And the, the framing is that pushing through that discomfort means that you're really here for Katie. And I don't think that pushing anybody past their boundaries or past their comfort levels, uh, is ever a good thing. So (laughs) it's not for me. Um, I'm getting frustrated with that, but I know they've got, they've really got limited options on what they can do for the date. The other thing that they're doing on this date, of course, is when they eat the habanero peppers and then they all have to, um, you know, while, while coughing, while, pepper mouths, they've got to get down on one knee and do their best proposal to Katie. And this is where the show really loses me. Sometimes it's just a caricature of itself, isn't it? It's so, it's like it's collapsing in on itself. Now, one of the challenges is how well do you propose when that's kind of the objective of the whole thing it's really it's gotten twisted it's gotten bastardized I don't know what universe we're in right now it's really it's a caricature of itself it really is sometimes it's a nightmare right I, I God when you hear some of the contestants saying like and da, 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 on Caitlyn's season it's like what universe are we living in this is this is insane this this insular world. Um, But we've got the group date, eh, who cares, uneventful, right? So we get to the night portion of the date and that's where things really start picking up. Of course, this is where the Thomas drama ramps up because all the guys are disagreeing about whether or not they should tell Katie what Thomas said. And I really start to get irritated here because of course, I mean, God. These guys have all thought it. if you don't consider, I mean, the likelihood that you will win the show, end up with the person, get engaged is so, so low. The, the other possibilities, statistically, the likelihood of those other possibilities far outweighs the possibility that you would win and be, be with the person. So if you don't consider all the outcomes, then that would actually be responsible. And look, I do not like Thomas. I think he's disingenuine. I think he's dumb as hell. I think he's dumb as rocks. Uh, So I really hate to be, it sucks to be defending him right now. But him saying, I mean, unfortunately, like he was just the one who was stupid enough to say that. And I am like, just my blood is boiling watching all of these other guys try to sit there and make him the sacrificial lamb when they know that they've considered it too. And I think, I think he, this whole episode, I mean, he does a bad job of, I think he's right. I think he's right. And he does a bad job of explaining it because he never says it like what I just said. He never says like, oh, I just, you know, you just you have to consider it. Or I didn't think I would be or wanted to. I didn't specifically set out to do that, but did it, occur to me that it could ever happen sure sure it it occurred to me so I hated that and I also I you know I hated from Katie it's like then to pretend that 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 means something about him him having considered that 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 means something about her I think it's I think it's like Disingenuous for her to posit it as like you're not really here for me, I think is is cognitive dissonance because they don't know you, they don't know you, and I think as elite, like you have to be more realistic than that, um, and and have a little bit of I don't know, have a little bit of understanding about that. But yeah, so the other guys now, this is not to say I'm standing with any of the other guys either. Uh, The other guys start to lose their fucking minds as the Thomas drama starts to unfold because some think that they should tell her, some think it's only gonna, you know, impede on their time further. Particularly, Andrew and Trey are really tweakin these guys are tweaking. they tweaked so hard i came up with a new term for contestants like this and i think this is what i want to call them i'm proposing we call those guys lab rats because i think um i think these guys go into it not knowing the either not knowing really anything about the show i think they've probably seen episodes um But I think they probably don't really know what goes on behind the scenes, or, you know, they're not really aware of how deep the manipulation by producers goes. And so that means they fall prey to it very easily. So I think that um, Trey and Andrew, I think they're lab rats. A lab rat to me is a person who seems normal enough, probably, you know, reasonably smart and level headed. In real life, maybe, you know, we assume from what we know. Uh, but when they get in this universe, every trick the producers want to pull on them works like a charm. It's shooting fish in a barrel because these guys are just, they're just built to fall apart like this. Um, so they are really, Trey and Andrew are really losing their minds. And I, this also, I have a theory that... Um, I have a theory that 26 is the worst age for a guy to be, and these guys are 26. That's what I realized. I started looking at the chirons as like, oh, well, these guys are both the worst age. And then I was looking at the chirons more and more as the episode goes on, and I realized there's kind of a large number of them, disproportionate, I would say, of men who are 26. Um, And I was like, that's why this group is so bad. That's why this group of men is so bad. Because so many of them are the worst age for a guy to be. And in the process of this disagreement, they just, I mean, it's like I said, the universe is just folding in on itself because they have to sort of like, it's always so funny to me when they have to kind of like rehash, they have to like say elements of the show. They're talking about elements of the show. So they're repeating like, well, if you get the group date row, you know, like as if it's really high stakes, but then they're saying things like group date rose and date card and rose ceremony and all this stuff. It's hilarious. So that was was one reprieve. That was one gift. It's so funny to see grown men extremely seriously uh, talking (laughs) like this. Now, Trey agrees to go forward um, after him and Andrew look like asshats for a little while. He agrees to go forward, and he reveals to Katie what Thomas said. It's always a bad move to not use your time with the lead to further your connection, um, and not many of them know this except for big, big sweetie pie Michael, as we all know. Um, yeah, uh, Michael. What can you say about Michael? Okay. No, this is not the time to be happy and and feel sweet about Michael. This is a time to be mad. Uh, so Trey tells Katie and she is receptive to it. And that's, this is part of it. You guys, I don't know. Katie is tough. I think that she's so, I think she's really smart. And like I said, she seems real and three-dimensional to me in a way that other leads have not. And so, I'm surprised at some of the things that she is falling for or playing into, and this is one of them, is she kind of has exactly the reaction that the, that they want her to have. She immediately doesn't really question it, and she's sad because she thought that Thomas was here for her, and so she kind of takes what this guy says at face value, and I feel like, I don't know, I just, I thought Katie, <laughs> I thought she would be different. Um, I thought she would understand, you know, that, th- that's, that these guys, this is what they have at stake. You know, think about what's at stake for them. And so what do you think their intentions are for revealing this thing to you that may or may not have been twisted? Um, so the next day we find Katie in her hotel room and... Who is it who knocks on the door? Well, it's the last person she would ever expect to be at her hotel door, which is very curious because Tasha seems to be one of the few people who is most likely to be at her door. Um, but Tayshia is the last person she'd expect, and there she is. Um, she comes in and she's got news for Katie, okay? She's got news and in, the, in this part, the beat where she tells her this news, really the most delightful thing about this beat is that you can tell if you if you go back and watch it again, watch Katie's face. You can tell that she is acting. You can tell that she's not hearing this for the first time. Um, you can tell that this is this might be like the second or third take of this conversation. Uh, But she, you know, she puts on a good show, um, even though you can see right through it. Now, Taysha has a bomb to drop. She says someone from her past, which I always get a kick out of um, when people on the show, like when they call contestants who are on their season their exes. And especially, so for Taysha to say like Blake Moynes is from her past, I think wouldn't make sense to me in any case, but especially because he self-dismissed like soon after, like right after Tayshia became the Bachelorette. Um, and he was, and he just insisted, you know, he didn't think it would be right because he was actually really into Claire. Now, I'll tell you what I think happened. Actually, no, we'll get to Blake. We'll get to Blake. Um, so, so Tayshia has this bomb to drop. She doesn't tell us that it's Blake at this time. Um, she, you know, leaves Katie with the mysterious, oh, someone from my past. And she says, he's genuine. His intentions are good. And I know that that's what you're looking for. Um, which also is, uh, eh, so dumb. So dumb. um, god the i know that you're looking for someone who's genuine and whose intentions are good it's like yeah that's what we're all that's like just a trait that's a basic trait you know what i mean that's what everyone in the whole world is looking for that's not a weird specific unique thing to katie um uh so that's funny and then she says she says i can't tell you who because i don't want it to cloud your judgment which is ridiculous because we've already seen the teaser i don't know why i mean we already know it's blake from the previews i don't know why they showed us that and then made it this secret thing i wonder if the rest of the season is just um very boring and so they they have to get some of that drama get blake's arrival in the trailer to keep us hooked uh, but she doesn't tell Katie. She leaves her with this this mysterious someone from my past, and and that's it. But Katie's open to it. She's interested. She's open. Um, now, for me, I think I think the late entry is already overstaying its welcome. We saw it last season with Heather coming to Matt's season, and. You know, that's a stretch. Um, the connection, you know, she said then, she said she's friends with Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown, of course, is close with Tyler C., who is Matt, uh, Matt James's roommate. So Hannah had said, I think that you guys could be a really good match. Of course, it's, it's weird. It's very weird when we kind of get those um, behind-the-curtains glances into like behind into bachelor nation life like the culture of past contestants all knowing each other and and being connected um I don't know I don't know if I would rather not see that maybe maybe I would rather not but at least that time it was sort of under the guise of this is a, this is a friend this is presumably presumably Hannah knows Matt fairly well you know um reasonably well and thinks that they could be a good match this was more of a stretch this was not I mean this wasn't Blake contacting Tasha. this wasn't she I, I think she barely she really even knew him she barely even knew him so this uh was too transparent for me a little bit too transparent sometimes the bachelor producers um, they're not always playing to the top of our intelligence, are they? They don't know that rule about play to the top of your audience's intelligence. Don't treat us like we're stupid, but they got it. I mean, we are, we are. What are we doing? We're watching the show. Of course we're stupid. Um, so they want us to believe that Tasha has assessed Blake's character from knowing him for probably eight minutes and thinks that he could be a really good match for Katie um yeah the late entry is just it's already being overdone it's it's becoming like the um I'm also against the cancellation of the cocktail party you know it, it used to be it used to be a swerve right it used to be like oh, no cocktail party god they're canceling the cocktail party can they do that um and that's why I'm feeling about the late entry. I think they're gonna. I think this is gonna become a staple. I think it's already happening. I think it's already boring. Um, so Blake's coming in. He meets Katie. Oh God, they kind of hit it off. Have a connection. Look, you guys knew I was never. I was from day one. First, first fucking look at him, I knew I didn't like Blake Moines. Knew I didn't like him. Everything about him sets off every alarm, Bill and me. This dude, I don't even necessarily like, can I say like, oh, I think this dude is a bad dude. I don't, I think his intentions are just as shady as, you know, just as, as ulterior as anybody else's could conceivably be. This is, I mean, you don't go on, he wants more TV time. And this is what I think happened. I think that, when Taisha became The Bachelorette, when she took over for Claire last season, uh, yeah, last season of The Bachelorette, um, I think that Blake was probably talking with one of his producers, and together, I think the producer probably said, like, look, there's no way, there's no way that you're gonna win. If you self-dismiss now, then you kind of have this, like, plot point your name you have the fact that you self-dismissed and it makes you look good because it's under the guise of like oh I can't in good conscience date Tasha when my heart is still with Claire which by the way he had like one conversation with Claire um men men have one emotional conversation with somebody and think that they're soulmates I guess they don't open up very often maybe Um, so, yeah, so Blake's producer said, this door will still be open to you if you choose to self-dismiss now, this could be your best move in the long run if you want to have a life sort of in this, in this franchise. That could be the path to success, um, or to con for you, right? So that's how I think Blake ended up coming back, uh, for this season, and, I think he's a cornball. I think he's... I don't think he's outright bad, but I bet when you get into a relationship with him, I bet he does some pretty toxic... I bet he argues... Yeah. I bet some bad stuff comes out. Um, Just in the way that... I don't know. Just There's like a base level way in which uh, basic dudes are bad and not emotionally intelligent. And I think that's what's going on with Blake... Don't care for him. Don't trust him further than I can throw him. All of this to her guides, Taisha and Caitlin, her guides through this bachelorette journey. And I, look, I was already out on, not necessarily, look, I'm out on Taisha. You guys know that. Never really knew Caitlin. Um, she was before my time. Sure. Sure, she's fine, but mostly what I'm out on is uh, them being in that hosting seat at all. I don't, yeah, I think it's, um, we've evolved past the need for that maybe, but uh, this was really a prime example because Katie just repeats what one of the guys said to her about Thomas, and it's that he said he wanted to be The Bachelor. It's he said he was here because he saw himself being the bachelor. And to me, this is where the hosting role actually comes in or actually could be useful. If we're going to position someone in the hosting role, let alone two people, then they shouldn't be subject to the same like omissions and blind spots as the lead. They should be kind of they should be more omniscient and diplomatic like they should know what's going on they should be able to get to the bottom of it and present her i mean maybe maybe it's telling her a more accurate version of what was said i don't know i don't know um i don't know what the right answer is but it just seems like it's like why are they even here if they're just going on the same journey as you and they don't have any more ability to guide you through it. That just uh, uh it's it's uh, doesn't doesn't make sense. Okay. Um so we go into the cocktail party, the guys, the tempers are flaring. Aaron now gets involved, speaking of red flags, um red flag alert. It's definitely a red flag whenever whenever you hear a man um talk about, uh, respect. Whenever you hear man, something to the effect of like, don't disrespect me or be respectful. That's what Aaron, uh, hurls. And anytime an adult man insists that you respect him, I'm going to say that's a red flag. Uh, go ahead and run as fast as you can in the other direction. So they're all pretty fired up. Um, it seems like there's an opening for someone to be cool. There's an opening, like it's, everyone is just looking bad. Like you have to just, you're really showing your whole asshole (laughs) and, uh, uh, being, it's really embarrassing how mad these guys are. And I think there's an opening for all it's going to take is one cool person to be like, you shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. You guys are stupid. This, you know, everyone chill. Um, and the closest that we come is, Michael, uh, as I said, yeah, he's the only one, it seems, who spends his time wisely with her, Um, you know, deepening their connection and being kind of a reprieve from the drama. Um, But Katie's got more stuff to deal with. She can't stay with Michael forever. Um, She's got to deal with the bullshit at hand, and that means going into a rose ceremony. And she decides to wait until the rose ceremony to make a decision about Thomas. Now, Thomas gives a bizarre little speech at the beginning of that rose ceremony, huh, where he apologizes if he, um, diminished the value that any of the other contestants had as men. I don't know what that means at all or what he thought he was saying, but, um, men love to make little, men love to make little speeches like that that sound, they think they sound smart. Anyway, um, Others get roses. You were there. You know. And finally, she calls Thomas's name. Now, when he goes up to accept his rose, she delivers a line that many are touting as a feminist victory, akin to Hannah Brown um, moving the podium away from Luke P when he was being a mega predator. Um, And she said, um, she said, you're selfish. You're unkind. You're a liar. She said, your bachelor audition ends tonight so get out. Um, the other guys are, of course, thrilled. Thomas walks away um, looking like an idiot. And, and then Katie goes to uh, Blake's hotel room, and oh my gosh, he's in a robe. Who could have ever expected this? Not him. He says, I really didn't expect you. Okay, so invites him to join the show. So, two bad things for me. This is two L's for your girl. One, my least favorite guy is welcomed down to the show. Two, look, again, I'm not trying to defend Thomas. I think that he, yeah, I think um, he was insincere. I think he was love bombing her. Uh, But I don't consider this a feminist victory. I wasn't super wowed by this move from Katie because I honestly feel I think that there are many guys left in the group who are just as disingenuous. Like Andrew and Trey, they seemed totally phony during so many moments of their argument. It set yeah every every alarm bell for me of like just just you know performative these guys are performative and, and cornballs, and, and they're just as, I don't think that Thomas is any worse than any of them. So I wasn't stunned by Katie making this move because I'm still waiting for her to realize that the rest of these guys, that a bunch of them are like that also. Um, and, and that sucks because I, I don't think that Thomas is, um, I don't think that he's worth defending, I, you know. But I I do. I I think he's right. I think he's right, and he was just too stupid to kind of, like, explain it the right way. He just was doing a bad job of defending himself, and it was kind of frustrating to not hear him just say, like, yeah, I considered it. You have to consider it, you know. I didn't think, like, da-da-da. But he's out. So I guess Katie is... He's a feminist hero. (sighs) I'm still with her. I'm still with her. She's got some bad apples left, but I would be into it if she started, you know, sort of picking them off one by one. Um, I think The Bachelor is, like I said, I think the show is treating us like we're stupid right now. I would love to see that change. So we'll see. Uh, We'll see what the journey is like with Blake. We'll be back after episode five. I'm so happy that you're joining me. Hope you're feeling good, or at least good being mad. Let me know. Let me know how you're feeling. Um, Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. My name is Julia Deloiss. This was Bachelor Theory.